Good morning. I'm excited about being here today. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can't hear me? <laughs> Amen. Let's take a moment, if we could, and pray. I um, feel like God's put something specific on my heart this morning, but I also want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Father, we bless you, and we thank you that, you know, when we rise up, when we sit down, you know the thoughts and intents of our heart. There's nothing hidden from you. And uh, so today, Lord, we, first of all, choose to say that we rejoice in this day. We'll be glad in it because you're the Lord of it. And so I pray, Father, that you would lead and guide our thoughts this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. Before I get into the word, I just felt in my spirit that um, there's someone here, maybe, maybe more than one person, that um, you've got like a, a teenage son or grandson that is just kind of gone off the rails and, um, you know, it's like one day he sh- was one young man, and the next morning he woke up and he was another young man and, and kind of a, in a difficult place. If that's you, does that resonate with anybody this morning? Maybe I just ate too much pizza last night. Okay, sir, back there in the back. Anybody else just got a teenage son, grandson that's kind of going off the rails back there? Okay. So here's the word I want to just encourage you with. Several years ago, well, quite a few years ago now, uh, my son went off the rails and really took us through about six years of hell, is what I would say, and, um, you know, was was a prodigal son. And so I want to encourage you today. Today, my son is the executive pastor of Hillsong in California overseas Los Angeles, Orange County, and San Francisco. And so God turned his life around. And so I just want to encourage you that God is faithful. And I just felt like he put you on my heart this morning just to encourage you that he's got your back. And don't worry. The seed that's been sown in their heart, God will watch over it. He'll cause a prodigal son moment to happen And there'll be a turnaround. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow. For us, it took six years. I don't want to prophesy that over you either. So we'll take tomorrow over six years. Amen? So let's pray for these men and and their sons, grandson. Father, today I thank you that you know these young men. And we pray, first of all, that you would put an open heaven over their life. Holy Spirit, that you would bring the word to their remembrance. And you would cause their hearts to remember the days that they've encountered you in the past. And Father, we pray that you would sever every relationship that is not an influence to your purpose in their life. God, that you would sever their relationship with the foolish and the ungodly in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that you would create that moment of turnaround for their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I also felt one other thing. I felt like there was somebody here this morning 
that you're just in a place where you're just stuck. It's like you're kind of in an in-between place, but you're stuck. And you're in that kind of transition season. It's very frustrating. Uh, you're a little bit discouraged, disheartened, maybe feeling like uh, you're overwhelmed with being in this place where you're just stuck. Does that resonate with anybody here this morning? Okay, that's you. Anybody else back there in the back right here? Several of us. Well, here's, here's what the Lord told me. Uh, you know, the scripture says he makes a roadway in the wilderness, that he brings streams in the desert, and that this moment of time has not caught him by surprise. He's already in your future building the roadway. He's already in your future bringing the refreshing streams and the, the, the river, the resource of life that you need. And so I want to encourage you today, hey, be strong, be courageous. Lean into his word, lean into trusting him, and know this, that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And this season, that's that in-between what seems like a stuck place to you is a place of preparation for him. He's preparing you and he's preparing your future for what needs to take place. Amen. So, Father, we pray for these men. We ask, God, that you strengthen them, that you encourage them, that you bring life to them. Holy Spirit, that you would just energize their hearts to trust and believe your promises in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And then one last thing, Bobby, I got a word for you. I really felt like just sitting here this morning as we were worshiping that the Lord is putting a mantle of leadership on you or has placed a mantle of leadership on you. And he almost showed to me like as a crown of leadership. A crown speaks of authority. It, it speaks of having confidence. It speaks of a position. And so I just want to encourage you that that mantle of leadership is there. It's given to you by the Lord. Be strong in it. Be courageous in it. Don't shrink back from it. Step in. Because leadership always brings fellowship. And God's going to bring some people around you, young men around you, leaders, other leaders around you, and he's called you to be a leader among men. So go before him, seek his presence, seek his thoughts, his wisdom, and God's going to just bless you and favor you. Amen? Amen. Well, let's, uh, I want you to, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about a, a subject, I'm calling it the little things. Taking care of the little things. Taking care of the little things. Now, as men, we're, we, we like a challenge, right? We, it's just, it's part of our aggressive net nature that we want to take on a challenge. But I want to talk to you this morning about just taking care of the little things. Years ago, when I moved up here the first time back in 1991, I got around Pastor Dwayne, and he's an avid bow hunter. Now, I had done a little hunting previous to coming up here, but it was always with a gun. In Texas, you can't get near a deer because they can see you because there's no trees in Texas. And so he got me into bow hunting. So I was out out of his house and we were practicing off his deck and I was 
I was shooting the, the dummy deer that we had about 20 yards out and getting ready to go deer hunting. And uh, so we had planned to meet up north. And uh, the, the interesting thing is um, his young son at that time, Joshua, was 15. And Joshua went out the morning before I got or the day before I got there and put the tree stand up in the tree for me. So that when I got there, I could go out early that next morning and get in the tree. And so I go out that next morning and I'm following my little light, you know, the little uh, reflectors on the trees. And I find my stand. And so I start climbing up. And I'm climbing up. And I'm climbing up. And this 15-year-old kid had put my tree stand about 25 feet up in the air. And once I got to the top, I realized I have never stepped out onto a tree stand in my entire life. And I'm trusting that a 15-year-old kid has secured this thing to the tree, right? So finally, I get enough courage. I step out onto the stand, and I hug the tree. (laughs) Then it dawned on me. I'm not going to hunt very many deer facing the tree. So I turn around and I grab the tree this way. Then I realized I hadn't put my bow on the string to pull it up. So I had to go back down, go through it again. That morning was just crazy, my first morning deer hunting. But later that afternoon, we went back out. And, of course, I was thankful that it was daylight and I could see, you know, what was going on. It wasn't dark and I'd already had the experience of stepping out on the tree stand. But I get in the tree stand. It's October morning. It it wasn't cold. It was just a nice, sunshiny day. And so I'm there, and I'm ready to, man, if it's brown, it's down, right? So I'm there ready to hunt some deer. And all of a sudden, this little bitty black bug started getting around my eyes and my nose and and, of course, I'm thinking, I cannot move or the deer will see me. So I'm, I'm kind of going like this, <laughs> trying to get the thing. And here comes a partner and joins him. And pretty soon I got about four or five of these little black gnats just irritating the fire out of me. You know, they're in my ear. They're up in my eye. They're crawling up my nose. I mean, it was just irritating, aggravating. Finally, I don't care about the deer. I'm trying to get these things out of my way. That lasts for about 15, 20 minutes. And finally, I said, look, I've had it. A deer is not worth going through this situation I'm in right now, right? So I climb back down the tree. I pick up my bow. I turn around, and there's a deer about 20 yards away. Of course, I have no chance to get that deer, right? Because by the time I pick up my bow, he is out of there. My point this morning is sometimes the little things, just the littlest things in our life can be enough to get us down out of the tree before God's promise comes into our life. The Song of Solomon puts it this way. He says, catch the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Think about it. 
It's the little bitty foxes that if you don't capture them, if you don't apprehend them, that they'll spoil the vine even though the vine has fresh, tender grapes on it. We can lose so much, men, if we don't take care of the little things. I just happened to think about Proverbs this morning. And Proverbs 24, verse 33 says this. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Think about it. Just a little, I just need to sleep in a little longer. I just uh, need to relax. I need to get a little peace in my life for a little longer. And then all of a sudden, because the little things have actually begun to pile up and become big things, all of a sudden, the enemy comes in like a thief. To steal, kill, and destroy. I think we heard a message about that this weekend. And so it's taking care of the little things. What are the little things? Sometimes, maybe at work, the little thing is just the aggravation of knowing that a co-worker got the promotion and you didn't. It could be the little thing of the boss asking you to stay over and work For a couple of extra hours. The little things. Think about the little things in our own personal life sometimes. Sometimes it's just staying on that internet channel a little too long. Staying in or or entertaining a little unwholesome entertainment in our homes. Just a little bit. Won't hurt, right? That's what the thought process in our mind. It's the little things that cause us, the little thoughts sometimes that kind of enter into our mind. And if we don't take those little thoughts captive at the moment, then they become the source for our temptation to sin or to fall. Taking care of the little things. You see, the little things can get us down out of our tree. The little things can cause us to quit on opportunities that God is trying to bring our way. The little things are the little things that wear us out with the unimportant. They spoil our vine. I think about the little things in my own life. Sometimes it's just that little thing of not being present in the presence of my wife. We're in the same room. We're having a conversation But it's just that little thought that I have about, okay, I want to play my computer game. Or, hey, I want to listen to, it's time for the news. Can she be quiet for a minute? Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. It's just that little thing. Being present but not being present. And those little moments like that add up in my wife's heart and mind. Am I right? Sometimes it's just the little words that we use. Sometimes, maybe with raising our kids, we're trying to challenge them to be better. And we tell our son something like, hey, come on, man. Man up. You're acting like a pansy. 
or a woman. You're, you're, you, we, we try to use words of encouragement, but those little words sometimes. Some of us are still held captive by some of the little words that were spoken into our hearts at some point and season in our life. And when we took those words into our heart and believed those words to be true over God's word, they hold us in bondage. Are you hearing me this morning? You see, it's the little things. Luke chapter 16 verse 10 says this, For unless you are honest in small matters, you won't be in large ones. If you cheat even a little, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Now I'm not sure what version they have up there. Yeah, they got the right one. Isn't that amazing? If you cheat even a little, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. King James, I think, says it this way. If you're faithful with little, then God can give you more responsibility. It's the little things in our life sometimes that we overlook or we excuse. And it's those little things that are building the foundation. They're building the wall for our future. But we think, no, I I want the big challenge. I want the big responsibility. I want the big title. And sometimes it's just taking care of the little things that God is looking for in our life. Think about it. How we communicate about others. What are the words that, that we use sometimes in talking about, you know, Maybe Pastor Rick's message this past weekend. What were the little words? His message made you uncomfortable, but in order to protect your heart, you're using the little thoughts or the little words to deflect and to defray the word of the Lord getting into your heart. It's just the little things, the little attitudes that we sometimes allow to fester in our heart. Right? We're at work. It's busy. It's a busy season. It's harvest season at work. And we got to push it. We got to crunch it. But if we're not careful, we don't care, take care of a little thing called rest. You know, right now that they're telling us that the work stress on the individual today is insurmountable in a sense because of because of little things like this. Because we're taking in thousands and thousands of little tiny bits of information and then pulling that into the workplace and the stress of our jobs and the hours that we have to spend there. And if we're not careful, the little things begin to weigh up and we don't rest. We don't take a Sabbath day. We don't take a day off. We don't come home and and unplug. We're just constantly going, going, going. And this little thing called rest begins to be overlooked. And when we don't rest and replenish ourselves, then our work productivity fails. 
But even greater than that, our health begins to fail because we get involved in this little thing called stress. And stress overtakes us because we don't take care of the little thing called rest. See how subtle it is? But how destructive it is. It's the little things of of being time conscious. You know? Showing up on time. Respecting other people's world. Respecting other people's time. Valuing. Just a little thing called time. A little thing called being on time. What are the little things that you're overlooking in your life right now? Want challenge? That's the challenge this morning. It's just the little bitty things. Some of us have been around the church for a while. I was born again in 1972 in Desark, Arkansas. So I've been walking with the Lord, what, 46 years now. And if we're not careful, we get into this idea and this mindset that, hey, I've been walking with the, 40, for, with the Lord for 46 years. I know. I've heard. I've read. I've done. And we let that little seed come into our hearts that begins to make our hearts unteachable, begins to make our time self-oriented rather than others-oriented, rather than, you know, give myself full bore into the things and the purposes of God, I begin to take the seeds one at a time and begin to pull them into my own heart, my own time frame, my own selfish motives. Why? I've been there. I've done that. I've done it for 46 years. Well, who gives a rip? God wants me to do it for 46 more years. Right? God wants us to show up fresh today. But if we're not careful, we let just the little things come into our hearts, come into our minds, come into our lifestyle, come into our marriage, come into our family, come into our relationship with our children, come into our responsibilities at work, come into the areas of walking with the Lord Partnering with other men in our life. Just the little things. What happens if, if we take care of the little things, character gets built in our life, right? You think about, you bring someone on, you put them into an apprenticeship. Why do you put them into an apprenticeship? You put them into an apprenticeship so you can see how they handle the little things. You don't put them into a an apprenticeship to take authority over everything in the job, you put them in apprenticeship to put them, put a shovel in their hand, amen? See how long, how faithful they'll be, what's their work ethic like? You, you measure the little things so that you can see, do they have the character to take on the big things? What are the little things? I think about it in my own life, even in relationship with my, my son and my grandsons. I mean, if you know, when, you, when your son begins to have sons, there's a shift in the relationship. And you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. Are you going to allow 
the little things to spoil that relationship. For example, they're going to raise their sons a little bit different than the way that you raised them. And if you're not careful, you let your perspective, your tunnel vision of how you think your grandsons are to be raised. And if you're not careful, you look through that lens and it may be just a little small thing. Maybe they let them eat their dinner in the living room while watching TV and you didn't. Who gives a rip if they drop some crumbs on the floor? Right? But you're so uptight because that's the way. No, we eat at the table. We eat at the table because we're going to be a family. We're going to look each other in the eye. But your son doesn't do it that way. And if you're not careful, the little thing can come in and destroy your relationship. Cut off your influence. I've got a lot of other things here this morning, but let me close with this. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. This is why I feel this message is so pertinent this morning. It says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful Men who will, also, who will be able to teach others also. Commit these to faithful men. Faithful men are men who are cognizant of the little things as much as they are cognizant of the big things. Commit these to faithful men. Men who will take care of business. Men who will guard their hearts. Not only from the big sins, but from the little hidden sins of covetousness, envy, jealousy, pride. Come on. Are you with me? Pride's not a very little one. Pride's the big one. But you know what I'm talking about, just those little things. God wants you to be faithful men to take care of business every day why? Because he's calling you to be a leader of men. You're here this morning because God's called you to prepare your heart for the areas of influence that you have. And every one of us in this room have an area of influence. And in that area of influence, we are the leader of that influence. We are the carrier of that influence. My question is, are we taking care of the little things that cause our influence to have the impact that it needs to have so that we can transmit what God has done in our life into the lives of others? It's the little things that God is calling us to take care of. So let me, let me give you a few, few things. I'm going to give you three things. To take care of little things. Number one is value your belief system. And here's what I mean by that. If you don't have any conviction in your life, then you are susceptible to compromise. So value your belief systems. What that does is I call that preparing not to fail. 
I value my belief systems, and they, th- by valuing my integrity, when I get into a position where someone's asking me to compromise my integrity, even if it's a little thing, I value my convictions enough that I've already preset my response to those times. So let's say, for example, I'm in a restaurant and we order food and then we actually add a little extra onto our ticket and the waitress forgot to add what we added onto the ticket, onto the ticket. Did you follow that? Now, do I say, well, the Lord has just blessed me. (laughs) Or do I value my convictions and take care of the little thing and say, ma'am, you need to come back and rerun this ticket because you forgot to add on my apple pie. Is my apple pie worth more than the values of my conviction? Value your belief system. Value your convictions. When I was in, in, in local church ministry... I value the conviction of my marriage covenant and therefore never would meet with a woman in my office without either my wife present or my admin present. Somebody's going to be in that room with me. Why? Because I value the conviction of my marriage and you might say it's just a little moment of advice that this woman's asking for But yet, in that one little moment, the enemy could destroy everything that I built in my life. Value your convictions. Number two, admit your weaknesses. I put this phrase in here. Humility releases power. Humility releases power. Why? Because pride leads to destruction. Humility releases power. Admit there are places in your life, they may be just little places. But do you understand the areas where, you know, the water level is not as high as it is in other levels? It may be just a little lower, but if I'm not cognizant of that little place in my life that has a little lower water table than other areas, then I'm going to make myself susceptible to falling to the little things in my life. And I'll go back to that one again. I have to admit my weakness as a man that sometimes I check out even though I'm in a room of relationships. Why? Because sometimes our relational capacity has been stretched, right? And we don't want to have any more conversations. We have spoken all of our words for the day. And mama wants to talk at midnight. And I want to go to sleep. And if I'm not cognizant of that weakness in my life, not to listen, then that little area will 
be a place that wears down and decays the things that I so value in my life. Last thing, reinforce your relationships. Those closest to you help create your destiny. Reinforce your relationships. Who in your life, who in your life can speak to the little things? It's like this. Who in your life is courageous enough to tell you you got a booger hanging out your nose? Now, it may be just a little crusty, just hanging there. But do you have a friend in your life that's courageous enough to tell you, hey, get the crusty out of your nose? That little thing is distracting. Nobody's going to hear you in your presentation because they're looking at your little crusty hanging out your nose, right? Reinforce your relationships. Part of why you're here in this room is you're building relationships. But if your relationships only go as deep as the top of this table... You're in trouble. Chris Hodges, Pastor Chris Hodges says it this way. Your sickness will remain in your life to the degree that it stays hidden in your heart. Your sickness will stay in your life to the degree that it stays hidden in your heart. And sometimes it's just that little thing. So today as you finish your time here, we've got three questions for you. Number one, what are the little things in your home that maybe God wants to speak to? Number two, what are the small matters at your job that you're just kind of overlooking or making excuses for? Number three is maybe one of these three things that I've challenged you with. Your convictions, your weaknesses, your relationships. Maybe one of those three are something that God wants you to focus in on to help you overcome in these little small areas. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today for these men. I thank you, God, that you are at work in their hearts and in their lives. And God, we together say we so desperately need you, Holy Spirit. We need you to give us ears to hear. and We need you to give us hearts to understand. And Holy Spirit, help us not to miss one little thing in our life, but to take that little thought captive to apprehend that little fox that's trying to get in. Help us to overcome the small things so that we can be great in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Bobby. Let's stand as we close this morning, guys. In the questions Pastor Bobby had mentioned here at the end, um, be thinking and praying about those throughout the week. We're going to take the time next week to really have table discussion and kind of talk through these things.